One hour in the books, one more to go. It is The Drive on 1700. The champ, Trent Condon, Wolfgang with you here on a Wednesday afternoon. Wolfgang, I'm battling my way through. Got a lot on the plate here. Got gymnastics tonight for the little <laughs> one. That's going to be... enough about you and what you like oh, to do. We're gonna Let's talk about the little kid. Game two of the World Series this evening. We got mm-hmm. football starting up again Thursday. And actually a pretty good college slate to get you going along with the NFL game. Last night, World Series, game one. You were into it? You liked it? I was. Um, I'm both. I like hardcore sports, Trent. Then I like storylines that, that even go and bleed outside of that. And so the storyline I'm stuck on is with Kershaw, just because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Trent, but Kershaw's not just good. He's not just great. He's the elite of elite all-time regular season. Is that going too far? Like, how many people are better than him, stats-wise, ERA, war, um, wins? How many guys are actually, forget about postseason, okay? Regular season, Clayton Kershaw. I, it depends all-time, on... All-time great? Yes, he's an all-time great. You're comparing eras. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting into a bunch of different things. In this era, he's the best pitcher that we've seen over the last decade. Okay. But now, he's a different guy. Velocity is down. You know, the curveball before a couple games back uh, in against Milwaukee wasn't what it once was. He's a different guy, and that's why sometimes th- this narrative that the importance of last night, how important it was for him, I think can be overblown because he's not the same guy he was even two, three years ago. He physically is different, and will he be able to adapt? Will he be able to change? We're going to have to see about that. I think there are two different conversations. What happened last night... I don't think should play a big of an impact as it does in the public mind about him, his legacy, all those things. But unfortunately, it kind of does. Now, stupid question. Why not? Why shouldn't it? Because that's that's when you make your money is at the, I mean, no offense, but I mean, you can do everything you want to do during the regular season. And I don't poo-poo that. I mean, you have to do that. But I'm sitting here trying to think of, and I hate to say this, you don't like to say this, chokers. Mm-hmm. Who are the biggest chokers in the history of sports? If you talk... Baseball, football, you know, basketball, both college and, and pros. And I'm thinking, is this guy literally the biggest choker? I'm driving here trying to think, Trent. And I, what I mean by choker, I don't consider somebody that shoots 50% from the free throw line that goes one of two when there's five seconds left to choker. Because he's basically doing what he's always done. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about Clayton Kershaw... And what he's done in the past, and I'm sitting here calling him an all-time, all-time great, and you're saying he's the best pitcher of the last 10 years, so it sounds like you're pretty much agreeing with me. Um, to me, that's that's choking, and I'm rooting for him to get it done because it's easy if you if you throw 101 miles an hour or you throw 99, good for you. I mean, good for you. Mm-hmm. But now it makes me like him more that he's getting crafty. I always liked yeah. Greg Maddox back in the day. But now, was, wasn't Greg Maddox considered semi-chokish? You know, didn't have a ton of success. Only one championship ever for that Brave squad put together. I, I guess you could probably put it in that vein. It's such a small sample size, and that's the problem. You're talking about a career of hundreds upon hundreds of starts, and then mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever it proves to be. Small sample size, different. I don't know. I, I, I guess I haven't really thought of it in that vein. Who do you think of when you think of great chokers? Here, here's one for you. Michael Jordan. I like this. I like this topic. This Michael Jordan may be the greatest choker of all time because <laughs> he missed more shots than anybody. <laughs> I love it. 
It's because he took more shots than Was anybody. that a hot take, as you call it, Trent? No. <laughs> <laughs> but but honestly, I mean, if if you want to if you want to put me on. Uh, what's that moron show? Uh, uh, Skip Bayless. Oh, God help me. Go up there and debate him or Stephen A. You know, those are the stupid things that you come up with. But, of course, you can come up with an argument because he did miss more shots than anybody. <laughs> he took more shots than anybody, but he missed more shots than anybody. Same thing with Kobe. Same thing with LeBron. LeBron missed the other night. We can have these conversations. They're not based in reality. And, again, small sample size or big sample size. I don't think of Clayton Kershaw – as a choker, but that's how, not how I can think. Can I of ask him. you this? Because do you like my definition of when I say when I say somebody choked, I mean that they were so good, like during the regular season, and their production when it matters most in the playoffs drops off. That's what I consider choking. Okay, and I think his runs, like there's like a he gives up two more runs in the playoffs than he does in regular season. Isn't that a lot? That seems like a lot to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't gauge it against anybody, mm-hmm. but I'm gauging it against the all-time greats. I think Pedro Martinez, from who, when I've been alive, and you look at Pedro Martinez and you look at the second best player of all time in baseball or a pitcher, I'm like, okay, yeah, he looks better than anybody that I'm watching in baseball, and it's not even close. I think you might even look this up once. Pedro versus the number two pitcher of his era on those seasons when he actually had great years. He was un. Freaking believable. And I don't know that he gets enough credit. I told you I like Greg Maddox, but maybe he is a little bit of a choke artist in the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, baseball, let's stick with baseball. How about Alex Mar- uh, Alex Rodriguez, who I can't stand on baseball. <laughs> I don't know if you like him doing his stuff. I like the woman better. I think she's actually good. She Jessica brings up Mendoza. the table. Is she good or do you not like her? Uh, Mendoza, no, she's fine. She's fine. I don't like A-Rod. I think he's a lot better when he's there in the pregame show than I do Sunday Night Baseball. He's... Not great in that role. Not great in that role. I, I agree with you there. So he, if so, again, this is choke artists. Again, yep. what yep. we're talking about is choking. A Rod, one of the best regular seasons of all time. If he, when he went to the playoffs, he kind of, I mean, he dropped a lot. Trent, there was one year, two thousand eight or two thousand nine, whenever the Yankees won. You'd have to help me out with that, but where he had an unbelievable World Series. I mean, mm-hmm. he really kicked butt and took names. So that kind of changed the opinion a little bit. But I think after that, it was the same old A Rod. Choking in big moments in the playoffs. So I would consider A-Rod one of those guys. Bonds for a while was considered, and it was, again, you're talking small sample size with Bonds, right? You can't even go there. Well, here, here's Alex Rodriguez, his stats in the playoffs. Batted 259, 13 homers, 41 RBI. That was over 76 games. So about a half season, you, yeah, that's that's not great numbers for him. OPS, 822. It's pretty average. You said Pedro, though, stud, right? Oh, my God. Pedro Martinez. And I have no idea in the playoffs. Yeah, I have no idea. But regular season, was he not maybe the best ever? Playoff. to his competition. But, but you said you remember him as a playoff stud. No, I, no, I'm sorry. Did I say that with Pedro? Yes. No, I meant, I meant regular season. Oh, okay. I'm sorry if I said that. Because in the playoffs, it wasn't. Six and four record. Mm, that's no good. 3.46 ERA. Well, that's better than Kershaw. Better than Kershaw. <laughs> That's not saying a lot. But not great. Not great for the standards that he had. And his standard during the regular season for all those years were, you know, it was, you know, that's what I consider. If you drop off that much, part of me wants to give you credit, like a Peyton Manning. I want to give Peyton Manning credit for taking every single one of those regular season games as hard as he could, Trent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he put more into the, Let's be honest. Peyton Manning put more into those regular season games than any other quarterback ever. Whether you think he's the best ever or whatever, just the best regular season 
NFL quarterback we've ever seen. I think he is. But when he went to the playoffs, everybody else kind of caught up, took it more seriously. He got a little tight, a little, you know, his sphincter got a little tight in some of those playoffs <laughs> games. He didn't stink. He won two damn he won two damn Super Bowls, Trent. Let's be real here. How many quarterbacks in the history of the world have won two or more? Not that many. Right. So Eli I, has. Eli has. Two. Yeah, two. <laughs> and now they think he's the trash of the earth. I, don't, I can't even watch. He sucks. He's terrible. <laughs> he's awful. He's uh, He threw for 399 yards, and it was pitiful to watch. Can I give you a hot take? Uh, yeah, what do you got? I'd love to see uh, Eli go to Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, so he can or, be bad there? <laughs> I just want to see if he really is trash. Well, he's or trash. what other what other good team could Eli Manning actually go to where you go, oh, he's getting protection. We can see if he's just, he had a little bit of a hiccup there. He was just nervous from getting killed, and your body starts to ache when you get older. We went on a walk, tailgating <laughs> trend. <laughs> the last four days, my legs are like, what's that feeling in my legs? It's like tightness everywhere. You're getting old. You're getting old. We'll consider that one number one. Number oh, one. Yeah. How about number two? <laughs> number two. Let's move. All, all right. Let's let's go on here. Let's go to Iowa State. Big 12 basketball media days today down in Kansas City. Cameron Lard. It's uh, not over for him. Disciplinary issues. Going to sit out the first couple of ye- games. It sounds like mm-hmm. at the very least. Still a few more hurdles for Lard to overcome before he's completely back in the good graces for Iowa State. Coupled with the injury of Solomon Young, it's Michael Jacobson, and then not a whole lot else inside. Concerning it all to you, what's happening with the big guys for the clones? So I I agree. I believe in that culture-type stuff, that culture-type crap, as some people would call it. I believe in that. So it doesn't seem like we're all on the same page here right now, does it? It does not seem like Iowa State and the basketball players and the coaches are on the same page. I don't want to blow this out of proportion. We don't have to go crazy here. But Lard is good. He's an important factor in this season's team. So you're thinking just a couple games, Trent? That's what it yeah looks like. So now I'm going to have to look at their schedule. So, But that's also you're not developing You got it over the there. Score. It's part of your paperwork that I gave you. Oh, is there. that right? Oh, gotcha. Paperwork. Game 1, Alabama State. The Hornets come to town. Oh, boy. I'm worried. Tuesday, November 6th. Then Friday, Missouri. No Jonte Porter for the Tigers. That's right. I do remember that. Before Texas Southern, and then it is Maui with Arizona on deck first. That would be game number four. So what, are you seeing a two-game suspension here is what you're saying? Well, no, you want to build chemistry because I do believe in chemistry. I think chemistry matters. I think it's huge in basketball. Um, I think the rotation, figuring out everybody knowing their roles, I don't think that's a small thing in basketball. I don't. Probably don't know as much about football and how that works, whether you can play two linebackers or not, Trent. What I was going through and playing a safety at linebacker and getting guys hurt, switching stuff around. I think I heard you, John Miller, was calling the – what was he calling that lineup that I was going to do, the cash lineup or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Cash lineup with the – yeah, with the safety down. That's what they call basically the position. Not the star position, what everybody else calls it. Iowa calls it the cash with hooker down, playing outside linebacker. Okay. So it's just interesting. I believe in chemistry. I'm a big chemistry dude. Um, I think that can take you far places. So we'll see. If he misses a couple games, fine. Continue to practice. Get it going. Number three. All right, let's go next uh, here in our top five at five, presented by the Rookie Sports Cards in Clive. Let's go. uh, Let's stay in college basketball, in fact. FBI handed out the verdict today from the Manhattan 
Why'd they have this thing in Manhattan, by the way? That aside, <laughs> former Adidas executive James Gatto, Merle Code, Christian Dawkins, all found guilty of paying high-profile basketball recruits to attend Kansas, Louisville, and NC State. The question, does Kansas get anything? Who cares about NC State, Louisville? They're dirty. We're, we always know they're dirty. <laughs> Kansas, well, I think we all kind of know that they're dirty, too. But that aside, Whoa. is Kansas going to get anything here from the NCAA? I'd love to read people's opinions on the guys that actually go out there and give their opinion before things are are said. I want to I want to read those people. You tell me who those are, Trent. I can't wait to read this. I don't think much is going to happen to them. We'll see. Um, Kansas is about as big as it gets, man. They're the number one preseason team. They've been great forever. They've won the Big 12 how many straight times? So this is a thing that I don't think. <laughs> you know what I mean? They do not want this to happen. We're going to see where this is going to go. I mean, is this going to stop things? Are they basically going to give... All these programs and out, yeah, you did this. All right, we're gonna make you look bad. We're going to um, essentially so everybody sees, yeah, what you may or may not have been doing, and then we're gonna let it go, Trent. Yeah, and then change. Okay, here's your get out of jail free card. All right, that's gonna be interesting to me to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the people in the know are saying. I'd, I'd love to know. Number four. All right, let's jump over to some college football. We got Ben Kirchival coming up here in just a little bit. We'll talk college football with him. Iowa with the road trip to Penn State. The Hawkeyes just a shade under a touchdown favorite. Wolfgang, what's the biggest concern that you have going into this matchup with the Nittany Lions? Their quarterback, that was easy for me. Um, I'm in love with that guy. Okay, I know he's not efficient. I was listening to Dace and John Miller. I was listening to looking up some stats on I know his completion percentage isn't that great or that high or his efficiency isn't that great or that high, but I just like his attitude. He has an attitude I'm not used to seeing from quarterbacks. Um, There's very few in the history of successful quarterbacks that act like this guy. Do I want him doing the home run swing like he did after the walk-off when he beat Iowa last year? Eh, Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? I like that stuff. I, I don't care. It's fine. Do your thing. Have fun. Enjoy it. You're getting paid. Oops. You're not getting paid, but you're getting a free scholarship. So you look at this, and the thing that that scares me most, Trent, and you'll learn this about me, is that he has wheels, and he's tough. And how many first downs is he going to get with his feet when nothing else is there? That that kind of scares me. Him getting outside the pocket. You mentioned those numbers this year, completing just 53.9% of his passes. 11 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. The big difference, though, what he's done with his legs. 8 touchdowns on the ground, 554 yards, and really the only way they're able to move the football at times against Ohio State is what he did with his legs. Mm-hmm. 230 for that one on ESPN. Number 5. We wrap up Wolfgang, and, uh, well, I see your face here today, so... Apparently you did not win the lottery yesterday. I, I saw <laughs> winning ticket bought in South Carolina. You weren't out there on a road trip over the weekend, anything like that. No lottery for you, huh? I wasn't. I've probably bought three lottery tickets in my life. Tiff actually bought one. Kind of surprised me. She doesn't think it's worth it when it's only, you know, like $800 million. Right. Man. But it's, it's, that is like, it's not good walking around money. <laughs> there's a comedian that hold a, had a whole take on that, like, very funny. It's, so it's not worth it to go get that dollar fifty ticket or whatever it is. I don't even know what it is anymore. Is it two bucks now? I have no idea. But it's not worth it to go get that eight hundred million dollar purse. But it it is one point three. I'll make that one mile drive right, yes. to go get the ticket. It's very funny. It's interesting. 
And if you ever just want to start a conversation with people out, ask them about what they would do if they won the lottery. It's just one of those things where you get people that have no personality. All of a sudden, they come out of their shell, and they're like, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense, but they all of a sudden have a car they love or a house oh, they would yes, want or yes. a place in the country or world they would like. It's, it's kind of cool, actually. That's the Top 5 at 5 presented by the Rookie Sports Cards in Clive. We are getting closer to Christmas season if you're a collector Always stop out there, see Andre and his great group of people at the Rookie Sports Cards. Memorabilia, autographs, signed jerseys, all kinds of great things at the Rookie in their new shop in Clive. All right, Wolfgang, before uh, we got out of he- get out of here, college football, as mentioned, Ben Kirchival coming up in-, in mere moments. We will get to him, but this college football slate this week, not exactly overly compelling. You know, we, we don't, next week is LSU, Alabama, Overall, there just isn't a whole lot of depth and breadth to it. Doesn't it seem like, though, those are usually the weeks where we get a lot of craziness? No, and that's a good point, and I did notice that looking at some of the lines, Trent. Uh, I agree with you. I was like, wow, this is weird. We're this many weeks in. Everybody's playing you know, conference games. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at it, and I went, nothing really here grabs me like hardcore. Uh, they rated the top ten games. Somebody that I tweaked that I, you know— actually appreciate his opinions and stuff and yeah i was like geez that's like the third best game ah, that stinks so it might be time to go literally rake my leaves because it might be that time ah you can do that in the morning do that do that before that's true, that's true. do oh, that during game me? day I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch games get back in watch corso put his hat on and then you're ready <laughs> yes. for football 100 for the rest of the day we're getting the break back talking more college football next ben kirchival is going to join us from cbssports.com it's the drive on 1700 the champ Back with you on the drive, 1700, the champ, Trent Condon, Wolfgang, on a Wednesday afternoon. Time to get back into the college football. Always enjoy our conversations with Ben Kirchival from CBSSports.com, and he joins us here today. Ben, what's the good word? Man, we're just, uh, I don't know, man. We're almost done with football. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> why you, you got to bring that up? You're going to put me in a bad mood. You can't do that. Well, I tell you what, once, once the offseason hits, man, I'm like, I am out of here. Like, I just, <laughs> I take a little bit of a sabbatical from football because, uh, you know, the grind's so hard during the season. But it just does. It goes fast, man. You spend about eight months thinking about football and, and talking about it, and then all of a sudden it's here, and then it just, it goes. It's, I, I was just thinking the other day, it's, man, it's almost October. Now it's almost November. Yeah, it's crazy every single year how quickly it goes, and, well, that's just uh, the way of football. It's not baseball. It doesn't last months and months or the NBA. We just have this short window of time, and, and we enjoy it every time. Ben, we've been talking, I don't know, four or five years now, you and me having conversations on college football, and I brought up your alma mater from time to time. Iowa played them a couple years ago, North Texas. We talked about Dan McCarney, but all of a sudden, you're being green or, or successful. How exciting is it as a North Texas alum? Well, you say that after they lost the UAB. I know, I know. I mean, you could have... Uh, <laughs> we could have been a week I mean, ago, yeah. We should have had you on that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fine. Um, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm obviously very happy to see them do well. Um, but I, I just I just try to enjoy it because I, I was there for the years when they were terrible. Uh, you know, they for about a decade, uh, they were just really, really bad. So... Look, they, they may win 10 games for the first time ever this season. Maybe they won't. Um, you know, they still have to play FAU a little bit later this year. I, I just I try not to get too up or too down with them because it's just a game, and, and they're just – Seth Luttrell's done a really great job with it. So I, I, 
I take a little bit more of the measured approach in that, that I don't know when they're going to be good like this again. They have a great quarterback. Coach is probably not going to be there forever. So those are the years where you learn to just enjoy the little things with it, and, and that's kind of what I've been what I've been taken away from it. But professionally, if it's good for football, that's what I'm here for. I like it when teams do well. So I, I just try to keep it at that and, and sort of keep an arm's distance with it. Ben, I want to get your perspective on this, and we'll get into the big-name college football here in a moment, but as a fan of, of a team that's in Conference USA, you know I'm a Northern Iowa alum. At the FCS level, though, though they're playing in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, they can win a national championship. As we've heard Central Florida, their AD White, he's been opening up his mouth a little bit more. Hey, we deserve a shot, these kind of conversations. As a fan of, of a program that really can't win a national championship, how is it a difficult thing? Is it just kind of reconfiguring your expectations and what, what you're really rooting for for those teams in the group of five? Explain the fan experience a little bit more if you can. As far as just being a fan from like a team like North Texas that has their shot, are you talking about that? or Well, them, I mean, Central Florida, they're, they're beating their chest. We've seen Houston yeah. in the past, but the reality is none of those teams are ever going to get a shot in a four-team playoff. Yeah, they're, they're not. And so there's what UCF is doing, and then there's what everyone else, I think, kind of realistically expects out of their, their program. The whole national championship thing with UCF, they, they know it's fake. They, I mean, it's recognized technically by the NCAA, but that's it. It's, no one outside of Orlando's really giving it a whole, you know, whole lot of time of day. But the fact that UCF is still beating his chest about it and still willing to throw hands, you know, online, so to speak, with anyone who who would challenge them about it. The only thing it's done is continue to to further put UCF in the spotlight, and that's how you continue to advance yourself. You 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 hire the right coach. They did in Scott Frost, went undefeated, did it a lot sooner, and and did it much better than than I think they initially expected. So you just ride the momentum off of that, and you, know, you try to continue to get as much publicity for your program as possible, and maybe eventually at some point down the road that pays off for you in a way that it did for TCU, um, you know, programs like that that have really climbed the ladder, but it takes a couple of decades before that's able to happen. So UCF is trying to get that into motion now. So there's a, there's a big picture idea here with with what they're doing even if it's going to take off a few people along the way for most of those group of five uh programs really what you're asking for is is just you know can you be successful can you sustain that can you go to bowl games maybe you have one of those years where you you know have a breakthrough year and you go to a big time bowl like western michigan did a couple of years ago and if you do that you're probably going to lose your coach but I think what you want is a healthy athletic department, guys who are capable of making good decisions in terms of who they hire and in having an investment back into your program. I mean, North Texas just has, you know, has a, a brand new stadium in the last few years, good facilities. Those are the types of things that I, that I think you generally want. So UCF is on right now an entirely different platform. Hi, right, Ben. This is Wolfgang. Good to talk to you, sir. Appreciate you coming on. Um, the Michigan Michigan State rivalry. Um, it seems like, and I don't know what your list of is of what the best rivalries in college football are. 
Um, this seems to be moving up the list, in my opinion. There seems to be some serious hate there. What's your opinion on that, Ben? <laughs> this is just so petty. Uh, <laughs> Michigan put out a, like a hype video for winning that game. It's like their third win in the last decade or 11 <laughs> years in that series. And between Mark Antonio and Jim Marbaugh and spatting and Michigan released like a dozen statements about the whole thing. It's, it's honestly not, it's, it's not even really all that impressive because Michigan fans would tell you it's Ohio State. That's their rival. That's the team that they care most about beating. They could go 11-0, and and if they lose that game at the end of the year, it's, it's almost all for naught. So the whole thing is just kind of ridiculous, and it started through all that pregame stuff with Devin Bush and, and the line of Michigan State players walking through the field, and, and it just was, like I said, it all seemed really petty. Uh, I, I don't give a ton of credence to it as, as far as what this game means. I mean, Mark D'Antonio took a Mike Hart quote from 10 years ago, and he's never let it go. So, I don't know. It's 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 kind of fun, but it it doesn't really mean a whole lot. It's just talk. It is just that. And uh, though the talk element is fun, it goes a lot deeper than that in college football. On the field, Michigan, 21-7 win. It wasn't overly impressive. <clears throat> Maybe without the delay, it would have been even worse than it turned out to be. But as you look at this Wolverines team, are you a believer that they can beat Ohio State? Well, after the performance out of the Buckeye Saturday, maybe that makes it easier. Beat whoever comes out of the West and, and have a chance in the playoff, or is that is that still a hill too steep to climb for you? Well, they're 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 improving on offense, which is is a step in the right direction. I mean, they didn't show it against Michigan State. They had one really long pass to Donovan Peoples Jones, and what the reality is, they really should have been doing more of that. They're playing a little bit too conservatively for their own good, because Michigan State's pass defense is really bad, and and that's just I, I think a, an ill-advised coaching job on Michigan. And where you're afraid to screw up, and, and so you don't really go over the top like you need to. They have the players there to do it, and, and offensively they've been improving over the past couple of weeks. I, I I think at the quarterback spot they've been with Shea Patterson letting him get out and doing a great job. So they're they're starting to do the right things offensively to match that defense. As far as what that means for beating Ohio State, Look, they could lose to Purdue by 29 points and still turn around and beat Michigan because it's, every week is totally different with these teams. I mean, that's why college football is so unpredictable because you never know quite what you're going to get out of these teams. But I, I do think Ohio State Loki has not been playing well over the past few weeks. Those are indicative of problems that they're going to have to fix. They can't run the ball. They have really poor linebacker play, really poor back seven play. Those are things that... Michigan can exploit, but I, I think if you line those two teams up in most years, it, it's going to be a, a, a hard-fought battle, and it's gonna, whatever happens is going to be independent of about 99% of what happens throughout the course of the season. I do think that that loss to Purdue exposes a lot of warts for Ohio State, and I do think that it changes the complexion of the Big Ten East race, but until I see it with my own eyes, I don't think Michigan is a, is a slam dunk to, to beat Ohio State now. Yeah, Ben, there looks like there's about 15 teams, maybe give or take one, that actually have a legit shot to make the Final Four. 
Is there one of those 15-ish teams that you think maybe could possibly do it that maybe the huge hardcore national people are not giving them their respect? Is there anybody like that that you go, yeah, this team's kind of good and they're not giving their, you know, they are not being given any love? So, by the way, that 15 you're talking about, I'll, tell you, I'll go ahead and take about 10 off of it. Okay. I'll go ahead and say it's, I'll say it's about five. Oh, um, really? That's just, yeah, I, I just, well, I mean, other than Alabama and Clemson, I mean, who else is there? It's just this, and this is weird because this is a down year in college football. I think overall, there's a really steep drop off. I think once you get past the top one or two, so and just to win a national championship, there, there's a lot of recruiting and that that really needs to go right. There's a lot of blue chip talent that you need to have. You know, you could be talking about every team every year. There's a team like Washington that might be able to slip in there or or something like that, but. It's a whole other level when you get to that Final Four, and usually about two or three of those teams are, are really worthy of being there, and you're just trying to fill in that last spot. So of the, the teams out there, though, that I think you know, could kind of slip in, I don't think they're getting a, enough respect nationally, um, is Iowa. And, it, look, they lost that earlier game to Wisconsin, and that was kind of a bad beat, too, because they had the, they had the game won, and then they let it slip in the fourth quarter, and then on top of that, Wisconsin got that late touchdown and, like, covered, so it was like a double whammy. <laughs> if anyone took Iowa straight up, you're like... But if you look at... I think if you watch those teams moving forward, I would, I would still say I think Iowa's a better team. I mean, I know what happened on the field. you got to take that into consideration. I, I get that. I think Iowa's being way undervalued here. I think they're really well-coached. They have probably one of the most efficient quarterbacks in that conference in Nate Stanley, uh, I think they have a, a future at NFL guy for 10 years um, in, in, in uh, fan, at tight end. They have a good defense, number one in the country, uh, according to Football Outsiders, in, in giving up big plays defensively. Like, they're the best in the country at that to keep everything in front of them. Terrific D-line play. Um, if they somehow manage to come out of the West, I don't think it's far-fetched that they could win the Big Ten. I, I really think they're playing a lot better than people give them credit for. They're going to have to go on the road this week into Penn State. I have them winning, but I think that's going to be a big test for them because of Trace McSorley and Miles Sanders and, and, and that offense. But if they keep winning and they get another slip-up from Wisconsin somewhere, I think their path to the, uh, to the Big Ten championship really opens up a lot because, to me, they've been as impressive as any team in that conference over the past few weeks. Now, would they ha- could they get into the playoff? It would take a lot of, of help uh, elsewhere for that to happen. I was just one of those interesting teams that I have a little bit more love for than most people, but that's just from what I've seen out of them. I can hear the chants already from <laughs> Iowa City. We want Bama. We want Bama. And we love Bama. No, you we don't. Love Bama. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't, you don't want Bama. You never want Bama. Yes. You say that you want Bama, and then you immediately regret asking... This, people regretted asking for Bama before two at Tango Valoa. Like, just now you're really going to regret it. Like, this is, this is Alabama on ecstasy. I mean, it's incredible how much more efficient they are on offense with him there. It's ridiculous. Ben, speaking of that, you know, if the conversation's already starting, Tua has not played in the fourth quarter, quarter of a game. They've covered the first half spread every single time as they get out to these big leads. People are talking about the best ever. Who's the best team, at least in recent history? Maybe put it 
the last two decades. Who is the best team in your mind over that stretch, a single-season team that you ever saw? Uh, that I ever saw, it was probably one of those uh, early 2000 Miami teams. Yeah. I mean, that, oh, what, that 01 Miami team. When Frank Gore is your third-string running back, right. I, I just I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, that was probably the most incredible team uh, I've ever seen. But, you know, I, they lost the national championship in 2005, 2006, but that USC team was really good, too. And so it, it took a perfect night from Texas, and, and they got one. I think that was probably. I think those were two of the best teams, maybe of of that decade. Uh, that Texas and USC team in that game and the Rose Bowl. That was that was probably the most incredible college football game I've ever seen. Yeah, Ben was listening to Trent earlier. It was he was talking to his partner and basically discussing what if Notre Dame loses one more game? I think the rest of the way. Hopefully, I have this right, Trent. And let's say Notre Dame loses one more game. Michigan wins out, and they both have one loss. And somebody was speculating, right, Trent, that maybe Michigan gets the nod. Yeah. Am I right there? Yeah. Is, is that a scenario that makes sense to you, Ben? Michigan obviously going on to win the Big Ten title, 12-1 and versus 11-1 Notre Dame, but Notre Dame has the head-to-head. Do you think Michigan would get the nod in that scenario for the college football playoff? Uh, at that point, it means you had to have beat Ohio State, had to have beat you know, the West champion, Iowa, Wisconsin, somebody like that. Um, it's, yeah, I, I could, I could see it. I mean, the committee walked back there, you know, their logic before and, and the head to head, uh, team has, who's won is, has not always gotten in. I mean, Penn state can vouch for that a couple of years ago. Ohio state didn't even, you know, win their division and, and they were able to get in. So yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it. I, I'd have to, you know, be able to look at everything at that moment and, and decide if, if that's what I thought was right or not. But the simple answer to your question, could it happen? Yeah, absolutely. Good, good stuff. Hey, Ben, good catching up with you again. Appreciate your time. All right, thanks, guys. Ben Kirchival joining us, CBSSports.com, a look around college football. And, you know, we lay out these scenarios, and it's difficult for you know, guys like Ben to answer because you don't know. You're talking about, what if Iowa runs the table? Well, it's not in a vacuum. It's not just about what Iowa does. If you have undefeated Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and one loss Texas or Oklahoma, who avenges that loss to Texas, mm-hmm. they're getting the nod over 12-1 Iowa. But if you lay out a scenario where Alabama is the only remaining undefeated, the Pac-12, Pac Big 12 champions each have two losses, you go down that road, then yes, it is a possibility. So same thing here with Michigan-Notre Dame. If it was just one spot available of those two, and it depends who the loss for Notre Dame comes to. If they lose to Navy, that's different than losing to USC. Again, everything's not just singular. There's so many moving parts with this, and that's why it's difficult to kind of play those hypotheticals sometimes. Well, no, and I agree with you, and that's what's fun about this. We get here and throw out different scenarios. What if Iowa goes undefeated the rest of the way? What if they lose one? What if Michigan goes undefeated. Notre Dame, like we were talking about, loses a game and they have the same record and you know But they wouldn't have the same record. Michigan would be twelve and one with the win in the Big Ten title game. Oh, gotcha. And remember when Notre Dame was in the mix a couple years ago, the thirteenth data point. Big twelve dealt with the thirteenth data point. Notre Dame doesn't get a thirteenth data point. They do have obviously not being in a conference, you know the easiest solution for all this is 
Clemson and Notre Dame just playing the ACC championship game. Who cares who wins the crappy Coastal? Wait, you want to see Virginia? You want to see Virginia-Clemson? That get you <laughs> revved up on the first Saturday in December? No, no. it doesn't, no. really. But Notre Dame-Clemson, yo. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen the, the rest of the you know the year. And I told you after Michigan played them, I believe Michigan would win. If they played 10 times more than five, they played so bad, Trent. It was ridiculous. But the and other. I feel so rejuvenated and feel like I got it right because I knew they were good. You knew they were good preseason, too. We both liked and them, but. We but, didn't change our opinion. You didn't either. I'm going to stick up for you, too. Yeah, we, we stayed with Michigan even after the loss. Here's the thing Notre Dame's a lot better. Who is the quarterback in yeah, that Yeah, their game? quarterback. Brandon Winbush. He's better, man. Now he, they have Ian Book, and they are a lot better offensively. Better. That's another part it's you have to point. remember. It is. Teams change. They evolve throughout the course of the year. Huh? College football. It is so, so good. Coming back on the other side, we'll put a cap on things. Game two of the World Series. Some thoughts on that and a whole lot more as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Back with more on The Drive, 1700 The Champ. It's The Drive on 1700 The Champ. Trenton Wolfgang back one final time. All right, Wolfgang. Well, tonight, more baseball for you. It'll be... Red Sox-Dodgers game number two, TV ratings down. Bit surprising with a couple of big brands here. I didn't anticipate it. I think the lowest game one rating since 2014. So a little bit surprised that they've been down. Had the Cubs a couple of years ago. You knew that was going to do a monster number. But a little bit surprising when I saw that today. So, okay, so you said 2014. Uh, was that an all-time high or a semi-all-time high with the Cubs? It has to be 108 years when you go from not winning a World Series. So I don't know what to compare it to. You, you understand what I'm saying there? Because a lot of times they will skew that, and you will reread the article, and you still can't tell what they're talking about. Is it from three years ago? Is it, you know, I just don't know. Um, yeah, if it's going to be the Cubs in the World Series, that's going to be a huge one. But, but that was two years ago. That yeah. wasn't 2014. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're, we got a little bit more. That was 2016. And it's on yeah. Fox, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're on regular television. Same place it's been. So, yeah, there's. I'm trying to think of anything that might be different. You got L.A., huge city. Um, I'm, I, I'm not sure what I'm seeing that would be different. I love looking at the ratings. I know that's a stupid thing. I really don't care. You know what, Trent? Actually, I do care. But I don't care because I want to watch it. So what? I mean, if yes. you're not going to watch yes. it, you don't have to watch it. I want to watch it. I want to talk about it, um, and I want to see it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, sometimes the ratings gets a little little much for me. I'm not sure what to to believe and what to not. Lowest rated one since 2014, as mentioned, that was Kansas City, San Francisco. Well, that, now, that makes sense, right? I, you would never think that the Royals would be involved right. in anything that actually has eyeballs. Falling double digits, though, from two years ago. Well, that's the Cubs. So not what? A- Oh, oh, falling double digits since the Cubs. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, there were, and again, we're I'm biased, so I was out watching every single one of those Cubs games, and people were so into it. Yeah, people, people were. It was, it made me love baseball because sometimes when I'm watching baseball, that's what misses it for me. Mm-hmm. It's the passion that you see with basketball and football, and I don't necessarily sometimes see it when I'm watching uh, baseball. But the people out there, family, friends, I mean, there were people tearing up, man. It's just it was it was Shut awesome. Up. It, it was, was incredible. Awesome. It was incredible, and uh, even I'm not a Cubs fan. I enjoyed the moment. I really did, and great for all the people that got to enjoy that one. We'll get into uh, certainly the Cubs and their off season, a pretty important one for them coming up in the coming days. Uh, any feeling tonight? What you expect to see? Ryu on the mound for the Dodgers. David Price on the other side. Price was really good. 
his last time out. Even the time before, he almost got the victory. He's in line for it, but he only went four and two-thirds. Mm-hmm. Wasn't great in that game. I think he gave up four earned. But uh, almost got the victory as the Red Sox were up at that time. Couple lefties on the bump tonight. I'm jumping aboard, as I told you before the series began. Okay. Bet every single game that there will be a run scored. And if you did it last night, you made money with me. <laughs> so jump aboard again. And before game three and game four, and if there's a five and a six and a seven, every single one. And the math says we should be making money here. But you had to start last night. And I know you didn't listen. No, I did not listen. I've never bet on baseball. I am looking forward to it. But no offense, Trent. I don't. I'm not. I will listen to you. So I hope. Okay. Be honest with me. Do you yeah. really know what you're talking about no. when you're no. betting baseball? No. I told you it's an entertainment tax. That's it. <laughs> so you openly admit you don't know what the heck you're talking about when it comes to baseball. No. So what do you know better than I do? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. All right. I, now I do want to bet to see if I, I'm better than you. It's like seriously. It's like the office woman that picks the mascots and right, stuff like right. that. Really, if you lose to me in betting baseball, man, it's time to give it up, bro. <laughs> no, I'll never give it up. I gotta have action. Gotta have action. See if I can beat the book, and now, it never happens. Now, Price is a little different than Kershaw, right? Price is one of those guys. Well, actually, Price is the same way. He struggled in the playoffs as well until yes. his last outing. Yeah, he's so, his first ever win. That's first weird. ever win in the playoffs. Now, so, win is a junk statistic. I get it. It is. Yes, I would agree. It is and it isn't. I mean, win the damn game. Um, but for a starting pitcher where there's so much more reliance. So, you throw no hitter, but your team doesn't score a run. Sorry. You didn't get a win. You go nine. Don't give up a hit. Sorry. I agree with you. I do value it all. I don't think it means anything. I wouldn't call it junk. Junk. It's you think junk. it's junk? Okay. It's junk. Um. There are dozens of ways to measure measure dozens that are I yeah I agree that are better that. than I agree wins. With that. I, it's one of the twelve that I would take into account. <laughs> I don't literally just throw it out, but if you do, I would trust you better than that. But Kershaw is the same way. His yeah. record actually isn't that bad. It, what is it? Nine to nine? Is it? Yeah, it's like five hundred. So yeah. we think he absolutely sucks. Which he, I mean, the other numbers that you will look at, yeah, he kind of sucks. But he's an all-time regular season great if you look at. Wins and losses, if you look at ERA, if you look at war, every single one of those stats everybody looks at, I mean, I don't know how many people are better than him regular season, but it's not a ton from the people that I respect that I'm hearing from, you. I mean, this guy's an all-time elite, and the Price kid, we'll, we'll see what he does tonight. I'm, I'm interested to watch him. I'm rooting for the guys that are good, that aren't good in the playoffs. I don't want to see that. That makes me feel bad. It makes me feel bad that you're an all-time great. You give it your all during the regular season. Then when it's the highest, and you're just getting, as you mentioned uh, yesterday, Skip Bayless or one of those guys in those morning talk shows, and they'll just bash you. To, they just figure out something that they're going to say about you, and you're a choker, or you are you just don't have the B-A-L-L-Z to come up when it actually matters most. So I will be rooting probably for Price tonight. Finally, the MVP award, in my mind, has already been determined for the World Series. Okay. Mookie Betts. Okay. He got us free tacos. <laughs> they're Taco Bell tacos, but still, they're free. I have not had a Taco Bell taco, and I'm not joking. So, I would say 25 years. What, since Iowa City? Yeah. Ped Mall? I don't know what they cost now, but back in the day. Oh, that was a good price. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> they were cheap. After I mean, ch- after after hitting up twenty one pitchers at the field house, <laughs> yeah. and then you stop over to Taco Bell, yeah, and away you go. You could feed a family of twelve with, under a dollar, and I did it <laughs> for a family of one. <laughs>
2:30 a.m. comes, uh, it, it's a rough one, no doubt. I don't know if it's, I don't know how much the escalation of prices has gone at Taco Bell, but back in the day, you could get a lot of food for little money. And now you're getting free tacos thanks to Buki Bets. <laughs> Tonight, World Series game real, real 2. Quick, does that yeah. make you does that make you like anybody better when they give you free tacos? Oh, of somehow? course, yeah. Buki Bets. Or free beer? MVP. You're my friend yes, for life. Yes. You are my friend for life. So now I agree with you. I'm rooting for that man. Hint you, hint. Oh, love it. Love it. We'll be back tomorrow here starting at 4 <laughs> on your drive home. Wolfgang, be good. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thank you, Trent. See you tomorrow, man.